0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast.
1: All right, good morning. Welcome into the show. Bill Ryder with you. By the way, jokes aside, Pretty Daddy, Tom DeCelestino at Pretty Daddy CBS, does a great job producing this show, on the air on this show. and it is, it is his birthday week still. Feels like a million years ago, but Tommy's birthday was on Tuesday. Now, his birthday week officially comes to an end when this week comes to an end. So, Tom, one last time, happy birthday, buddy. Uh, phone number on the show, 855 cbs You want to call us, Twitter Sports, Rider Sports, R-E-I-T-E-R. All right, so it's Tommy's birthday week, so hopefully Nick will be nice to him because it's hard for me to do it, too, but it's Tom's birthday week, and that means that's right, on the line. Our guy, our friend, the host of You Better, You Bet, Odyssey's outstanding sports betting insider, Mr. Nick Costos. Remember, insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to listen to the You Better, You Bet podcast for more of Nick's outstanding analysis. Just search You Bet wherever you find your podcast.
2: Good morning, Mr. Costos. Uh, Bill, what's going on, man? And uh, happy birthday, pretty daddy. So it's a great week here. Right?
1: Can you by the way this guy turned 35 and is like I'm so old. I do you mind birthday? I don't mind I'm 45 Nick and I got to tell you 35 40 45 none of it's ever bothered me at all.
2: Well, I would say that here would be what I would say to that. Um it's better than the than the alternative, which is dead. So yeah, like I'm I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> pumped every year. I mean, I think it's an accomplishment. I look at like elderly people and I'm like, "Man, like you made right. it, dude." Like it's pretty impressive. So so, yeah, like, I, I just turned 40. I felt really good about it. I'll turn 41 next year, hopefully. Hopefully I make it, right? And we all make it. And we all get yeah. really long lives. Like, uh, like, hey, Pretty Daddy, would you rather be, like, 35 or, or dead? Like, what do you choose, Pretty Daddy?
3: <laughs> Those are
1: the – yeah, Tom, you can get on the mic. Would you rather be 35 or dead?
3: Uh, absolutely, I'd rather be 35.
1: Yeah. So there
2: you go. Then you should be happy, Pretty Daddy.
1: Look at the wisdom. Nick was giving pretty daddy the info. Uh this is not a gambling question, but you're an expert in all these things, Nick. What do you breaking news just came down. I'm sure you saw Chase Claypool, uh now a Miami Dolphin. Likelihood this works for Miami is what?
2: Uh well I mean I think like what's the definition of works, right? Like he's not coming in to be like the first option in the offense, the second, the third, or the fourth really. So, like, it, it, it's probably it's a, a low-risk trade for Miami. Um, for Chicago, it was just, like, just it's like, a sunk cost, basically. What can we get back for this guy? So, here's my galaxy brain take on it, and, like, I didn't have a ton of time to process it. You know, when Claypool was really effective with the Pittsburgh Steelers, like, they used him as, like, a jump ball receiver. But, like, let's even say that's not what it's going to be in Miami's offense, right? Because you've got Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell. You know, one of the other areas that Claypool had a ton of success with Pittsburgh was, like, Gadget plays down by the goal line. Like, they ran a couple end-arounds. He had a couple rushing touchdowns for the Steelers in his Time there before he was traded to Chicago so my my initial thought is like once he gets up to speed when he's active on game days I'm not really worried about him taking away opportunities from like Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle in the passing game I'm worried about him taking away like short yardage touchdowns from Devon H and Raheem Oster like Jeff Wilson in the Dolphins rushing game so that's kind of like again like my galaxy brain take on it I think it has very little impact on wins and losses it's more of like a, like honestly like a fantasy football and like a prop betting conversation
1: Nick Casos here on the show. Nick, I'm going to ask you about one game. I think it's the game of the weekend and I'm going to let you take us on a guided tour of what you like in terms of what you see out there. But let me just start, if you'll indulge me, with Cowboys at Niners. It's basically Cowboys in the row, plus three and a half, almost everywhere. There are some spots, some shady ones where they claim you can get plus four. How do you um? How do you weigh and handicap this game?
2: Yeah, I, I think, you know, there are a lot of games, Bill, where we'll talk about, like, the on-field handicap, which will, like, lead me towards, like, a certain direction. Um, This is going to be, like, and, and I know, like, this isn't as sexy or as fun to talk about. This is, like, it's a point spread conversation, right? I think it's pretty likely, not definitely, but I think it's likely, based on the people that I've talked to this week who have market influence, right? Like, professional betters, people like that, that people are going to think— that Dallas getting more than a field goal is going to be valuable in this game. So you bill, or like you, the person listening could disagree with that, right? Like maybe you like San Francisco in the game. I think if you like San Francisco, you will have the opportunity at some point in between now and kickoff to lay three, as opposed to three and a half, which means that on the flip side, that if you like Dallas in the game, and I think that I like San, I would prefer to bet San Francisco minus three, than Dallas plus three and a half. But if you like Dallas, I actually think you should, like, not wait to bet this game. Like, just make sure when the injury report comes out today, we think Micah Parsons is going to be good to go. He's been limited the last couple days of practice, but we think he's going to be good to go. Let's just make sure Parsons is going to play in the game. And then, like, I would not wait to bet Dallas. Like, look to get that three and a half now. So, like, for me, I like the Niners a little bit. And if you, the listener, if you like San Francisco, wait. I think you'll get the chance to lay three. If you like Dallas, I would not wait. I would take the three and a half now.
1: Nick Casos, let me ask you a far, a wide-ranging question about the Cowboys. That is not about this game and this line, this weekend. I, I want to lean into your NFL expertise in general. By the end of the year, assuming that players are mostly healthy, are the Cowboys for you likely to finally be an actual elite football team that wins and competes for multiple playoff victories and a Super Bowl berth, or do you think it's more of the same? Most likely, come the playoffs this year for Dallas.
2: So like I, you know me, like I'm going to stop short of making any type of guarantees or like, 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 like our like lock statements or anything like that. So look, it's possible that Dallas can get over the hump like we've seen other teams do it before that have had, you know, not a lot of success in the playoffs and they've been able to break through and, and win a championship and like across a bunch of different sports, right? But for me, with Dallas, this is going to be like they need, they need to show it to me before I'm going to believe that that can happen. Because it's not just Jack Prescott you know, in the big moments or Mike McCarthy in the big moments. So far right now, like, this team can't score in the red zone. Like, there's a case to be made. This is actually like, the worst red zone offense in the entire National Football League. Now, the rest of the team is so good. Like, the defense is so good. but like, they're going to go to the playoffs, even if the red zone offense is really bad. It's just that, like, when it matters most against one of the elite teams, whether it's the AFC, NFC rather, or Super Bowl against an AFC team, like, do you trust Dak? Do you trust McCarthy? And do you trust that when they get down by the goal line that it's going to be seven and not three? Uh, I'm not there, so I, I don't think so for Dallas. But obviously acknowledging that, that, you know, any given Sunday, anything can happen. I just think it's unlikely.
1: Nick, give me a game here that you really like where you feel like you have spotted some value.
2: Yeah, let's go to the, uh, the total in the Titans-Colts game, um, which actually, Bill, like, with the AFC playoff picture being what it is right now, and I'll get to the game in a second, but, like, this is a really high-leverage game, and I'm going to explain why. So let's say, like, the four division winners, right, in the AFC will all make the playoffs. Like, whoever wins the AFC South, and then, like, let's, let's call it Kansas City, Baltimore, and Buffalo for right now, right? Maybe it's Miami. Like the fifth seed, the best wild card team will either be the Bills or the Dolphins. Let's say it's Miami right now, right? That leaves two spots open now for two other teams in the AFC to emerge as wild card teams. Now, I, I know that a lot of people will say, like, okay, it'll be the Chargers, really talented team. Maybe it'll be Cleveland with that defense if Deshaun Watson can get back to form. Maybe it's Pittsburgh. Maybe you think Cincinnati's on the upswing, right? Here's the thing, though. Every team right now in the AFC South is two and two, and they have the scheduled cheat code, which is, They get to play every team in their own division twice, and they play the NFC South, which is the worst division in football is the cross match. So, like, this is a pretty high leverage game coming up with the Colts and the Titans. and I I would like to bet Indy in the game. But I need to make sure their offensive linemen are healthy, and I don't know if that's going to be the case. I don't think we'll know until Sunday. But the bet that I do like, Bill, I like the over in this game. Uh, I think we're going to see a ton of points scored here. Tennessee, I think, should definitely be able to score on this Indianapolis zone defense. Derrick Henry looks rejuvenated. And on the flip side, Anthony Richardson has been so impressive. The Titans' back end of that defense is brutal. So I think we're going to see maybe, like, this game get into the 50s here. Um, Let's go over 43 with Tennessee and Indy
3: the
1: magic of that nick costos is that is that pretty daddy gave one bet he loved this week and it was the opposite of what you said so dear listener uh, not only is nick costos giving you insight you get to fade pretty daddy you got to feel really really good about that, Nick. <laughs> your, Nick. Pretty Daddy looks very upset. He looks horrified. He looks like he hates himself. Don't be self-loathing, Nick. This is what Nick does for a living, Pretty Daddy. Uh, Nick, give me another year, one.
2: Daddy, wait, wait till next weekend, next year when you're 36, buddy. See how that's going to feel.
1: <laughs> but he'll still be with us. That's the magic, Nick, of your point. Yeah. He'll yes, still be here, being funny, being Pretty Daddy, making bad gambling picks for America. Uh, Nick Costos makes good gambling picks for America. Give me another game that you um, that you like, my friend.
2: Uh, what well, this one, I mean, I, I made this bet and like, I, I think it's going to win, but it like actually makes me queasy. Like to say it out loud. Um, I bet the Vikings on Sunday to cover against the chiefs and like, it's, it's wow. really, it's actually like when I say it out loud, I'm actually thinking like, I don't, cause when the game kicks off, like I actually think I've made a valuable bet, but I also feel like I'm going to lose by 35 points. Um, <laughs> Minnesota for the first four weeks of the season. Now, like, I know they won 13 games last year, and like everyone knew, they weren't actually a good team. Like that, a negative point differential. And I think everyone this whole off season, myself included, were like, "Hey, like Minnesota's not going to be as good this year. Like regression's going to hit them pretty hard. Like you can't keep winning all these one score games and getting like turnover luck." And uh, right now, through four games. They have like the worst turnover differential in like the history of the National Football League through four games to start a season, and that's unlucky. Like, like I know Cousins throws throws some interceptions. Madison's been putting the ball on the ground, but it's actually like historically unlucky. And at some point, like math, like math kind of dictates at least that it's very likely that this will start to turn in their favor. And we have yet to see like the Kansas City Chiefs offensive eruption game. I know they did against Chicago, but I mean that's against a dead dead Bears team walking. At least at that point in the season, Kelsey still hasn't really gotten going yet. And I think the Vikings can score at home on this Chiefs defense. So, like, may God have mercy on my soul, man. But I took the points with the Vikings on Sunday.
1: Nick Casos, the bravest man in America. Nick, last one for you. I think Jags-Bills is a really interesting game just in general. But it's in London, which is always an an interesting and important factor as you try to to sort of crack the code here on on how you want to bet a game and how you see a game. How do you view Jacksonville versus Buffalo taking place in London?
2: Yeah, I think it's, it's a really hard game to handicap. So I know a lot of people will say, like, well, you know, Jacksonville has the travel advantage because the Jaguars played last week. No team in the NFL has ever played back-to-back international games. The Jaguars are. Right, so they played last week in London. They stay in London. Um, so Buffalo obviously had to travel there. So a travel advantage for Jacksonville. But from what I've been told, um, and this I guess we'll see on Sunday, I, I can't imagine the people, all the people saying this are wrong, but that the Bills should have like a pretty good home field advantage here in this game. Now, it's a nominal home game for Buffalo, despite the fact that it's in London, but apparently going to be a lot of Bills fans there. Like It should be a good home field advantage for Buffalo. So basically, like I think the two things kind of cancel each other out, like the travel versus the crowd. So I think we can really just talk about the on-field handicap here. So I, I struggle to think what the case for Jacksonville is, unless you want to say, Bill, you know, the Bills lost, Tredavious White, their top cornerback for the season last week, to a torn Achilles. And, you know, the secondary's a little banged up. And one of their pass rushers, Greg Rousseau, is not going to play. Now, Von Miller also may make his debut, which would obviously help. But it's not like a fully healthy Bills team. And the Jaguars are getting back their best offensive lineman, Cam Robinson. He was suspended the first four games, performance-enhancing drugs. And, like, the Jaguars' offensive line has not been good. So, like, maybe this is the game where the switch gets flipped and Trevor Lawrence kind of, like, stands toe-to-toe with Josh Allen. Like, I don't think anyone would be really surprised if that happened, right? Like if Allen like like or if Lawrence at least like kept pace with Josh Allen in this game, I just think it's so tough to predict that when we haven't seen it happen yet this year. So I don't think I'm going to bet the game, but if I had to, I actually think I would lay it with Buffalo.
1: Nick Costos, crushing it as always, pal. I, this is a super busy day, and you're always doing us a very gracious favor by coming on and making the show better and making us smarter. Thank you again, my friend, for uh, for doing just that. I'm
2: always happy to come on with you, my friend. Wishing you guys and all the great listeners. Mindful sweats winning to the absolute very best of luck, even pretty daddy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that, that, is, that is Nick Casas, the host of You Better You Bet, and the Odyssey uh, Sports Betting Insider, Insider Calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. By the way, you're the people's champ, and I think Nick's starting to really be a fan of yours too. Can you tell? Because I can't. I've known Nick <laughs> no, a lot. No, I
3: can't yeah. tell. His... The one week, the one week I take taken over/under, I felt amazing about it. Yeah. And he he does this big lead up into the game. I'll tell you what I really love about this game. I think I'm thinking I nailed it. I got it. You were celebrating. He loves the over. Yeah. I told you this was going to be a sloppy, ugly, grinded out yeah.
1: game. He also likes Buffalo and I like Jacksonville. Like this is the beauty of gambling. That's why you and I are amateurs and he's a pro. But we'll see. Maybe we'll you know maybe we'll do it, pretty Danny. He loves. I can tell. He's gone from derision with you to fake derision. That's actually affection.
3: It's I hope so, man. Transition. I mean, he br- he broke me when he took the over. He broke
1: me. But he also apparently loves you because you guys have a relationship based on the phone call you make every once a week. You you say hi. Are you ready to go on bill? And he says yes. And that's that's true love, of its own kind.
3: I never said it. I'm you did buy
1: it. Do you know how many people have reached out to me the last? I'm okay. You said it. You're. You can just say I was wrong. That's the word you're looking for.
3: When have I ever said that?
1: Never. But the personal growth is always possible. So you know what? <laughs> you're in a special relation with yourself, and I love. That. I love that too. Uh, what are we rocking them by ourselves today? How? What, what we a little baseball, a little football, a little college football? Huge college football game this weekend. All right, we've got a college football game for the for the ages, and a question about why it's called, what it's called. Uh, Here on the program, Tom doesn't love it. You will next CBS Sports Radio.
0: He's Bill Ryder, and he's always right. Can I just give you
1: something I don't understand? Swingers. I don't get it. How does that even work?
3: You are asking the wrong guy. It's Writer Than You on CBS Sports Radio.
1: (laughs) Welcome back. We have some conversations here on the show, Tom.
3: (laughs) Yeah, that I'm not qualified to be a part of. I mean, we've already had this talk, but I, I can't think, I
1: can't admit, is, is being a swinger really about this is a lifestyle we choose, or is it a, tra- a fun transition into divorce?
3: <laughs> I think uh, it's 50-50. It, it's a case-by-case basis. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, you know what's not
1: case-by-case? Case? You know what's 100% of the time? When you stream the NFL on Westwood One for free, sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app. By asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. You got more on the swingers? You gave me a look. You gave me a pregnant pause.
3: That was the the conversation where we determined upside down pineapple? Do I have that right?
1: I couldn't remember. Like a pin? You get a pineapple pin? Yeah, it's very bizarre to me
3: the whole situation
1: side note i think pineapples are grossly underrated as a fruit you can put them on ham you can put them with strawberries and kiwi in a dish you can eat them just on their own you can you never had
3: pineapple with ham i hate pineapple i don't like pineapple <laughs> oh my god have you ever had a pineapple <laughs> yes a long long time ago a, well, how long ago like we're talking like teenager
1: Classic Tom, didn't like (laughs) pineapple when he was 14, now he hates pineapple forever. Have you ever taken a whole pineapple and actually carved, like, a fresh pineapple? Come on, you know who you're talking to. No. It's the difference between corn on the cob picked, like, that day versus corn in the can. I don't like pineapple, man. You, it's over. It's over. My, it's not over. It's not over. I believe when I come to town, we're going to we're gonna go back to that fancy schmancy place. Don't take me to a pineapple bar. I'm bringing a whole pineapple on a cutting board, and that obnoxious, you know, fancy schmancy cocktail guy is going to watch me carve. Sir, what are you doing? I'm going to be like, shut up. I'm going to carve a pineapple, and we're going to eat pineapple.
3: He's going to spray you in the face with water again. Already accomplished. Let's do buy or sell.
0: What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on
3: Writer Than You. All right, Bill, let's start off with some NFL, but this has nothing to do with the game itself. Dolphins wide receiver Tyreek Hill told the media yesterday that he was notified by the league that he's being fined $7,000 because he wasn't wearing socks back in Miami's Week 3 game against the Denver Broncos. Hill went on to say, quote, The first touchdown, I didn't have any socks on at all, but I was getting an IV, and I didn't want to be late for the play, so I didn't have time to put my socks on. End quote. Bill, buy or sell it's ridiculous that Tyreek Hill is getting fined for not wearing socks. I'm going to buy. Buy.
1: However... How much does Tyree Kill
3: make a year? This is the equivalent of like a quarter to him. This, this, like, this is nothing for him.
1: I'm gonna do the actual math. Do you know what he makes a year, or do you just want to guess? Do you think I don't even know? Is it twenty million dollars?
3: That sounds about right. I'd probably say it's a little less than that. Here, I'm just gonna. You know what? I mean, I mean, like,
1: why are they finding him seventh? I mean, I don't think he should be fined at all, but. Seven thousand dollars isn't he makes thirty million. I was pretty close. This is the only math equation I remember how to do from high school. What was the other thing? Oh, it was a big million. So I'm basically, all right. Let's say that you make fifty thousand dollars a year, okay? That work? Let's see if I can do this right.
3: That should make for easier
1: math. This is the equivalent of being fined eleven hundred dollars. Sorry, a dollar sixteen. Excuse me. I got it wrong. It's a dollar sixteen. Who cares? Who cares if he's wearing socks or not? I gotta be honest, I find it kinda gross not to wear socks with your shoes. You gotta wear socks or shoes.
3: That's a different conversation.
1: I know no, no. It, nothing. He didn't do anything wrong. I just find it gross. I'm a big Sandals guy, though. I have the ugliest feet in the world. If you were at a dinner and you looked down and saw my toes, you would be right to ask me to leave the
3: restaurant. So then you can't be Sandals guy. I am Sandals guy. Then you have to go socks with sandals. Hey, you don't make ugly people walk around with bags on their faces. You can't make ugly feet people wear shoes. But if you're aware that you don't have the prettiest of feet. Oh, they're disgusting. I have hobbit feet. Then you should do everyone else a favor and
1: not wear sandals. So I am a lot faster than I look. And I'm getting tired of people when I play like basketball or tennis. Be like, man, you're, you're fast. And then they look at my stomach like I did earlier when I said I could date tete day-
3: Because I got these huge ugly toes, bro. I don't even know what to do with that. I'm moving on. Bill, the the Washington Post is reporting that Tom Brady's part ownership stake in the Las Vegas Raiders is still being held up in part because of a discount he was given. According to one of the sources from the Washington Post, it's believed Brady might be getting a discount of as much as approximately 70%, 7-0. The Post said Brady is believed to be buying between 5-10% to of the Las Vegas Raiders' Who were valued at about six point two billion by Forbes just a couple months ago. Bill sell Tom Brady's ownership deal with the Raiders will eventually get ratified. I mean, bye.
1: Bye. But you're talking then about a six hundred million ownership stake. And in the neighborhood of let me do the math here real quick. I mean, you're talking. $6 million ownership stake at a $4 million discount. They're basically going to gift the guy $4 million.
3: Look at you doing math and back-to-back buy-or-sell questions. I think I
1: did them wrong both times. Hey, effort. A Sorry, effort, no, $600 million there. and a discount of $4 million. That's, that's, that's the accurate.
3: Why can't the Raiders do anything right?
1: Buy-or-sell... That Tom Brady being a partial owner, like like Magic Johnson, right, will pay for itself if you're gifting him 400 million in in, in value. Buy or it's a good investment. Same question. I guess so. I, I guess so. But what's the upside? I do. Do you think Tom? I, he is charming. Do you think Tom Brady can be similar to maybe what what Peyton Manning was supposed to be? Like, is he a recruiter? Is he a, like when Patrick Mahomes? Well, he can't be a Raider. That's a bad example. But years from now when some quarterback is like, okay, I'm too old to play with my current team. They got some young guy. There's some desirable guy in the market. Does Tom Brady go out and get Joe Burrow for his last four years or whatever whatever the right comp is at the time?
3: I don't think so, man. I don't think so. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I, maybe this is the most wrong I've ever
1: been, but I don't think so. Buy or sell this is a slap in the face to Bobby Kicks.
3: Buy. Yes. Yes, absolutely. How is it not?
1: Also, the irony that his career, Brady's, began with a brutal call and therefore a win in a huge game against the Raiders.
3: I don't get this on any level. And I, I think maybe you could convince me there's an argument to be made that you give him this huge discount that eventually, down the road, it will pay dividends. I don't see it initially, but maybe that's the case. It just, oh, why can't the Raiders do anything right? Why is this wrong? If you think it's a good... Oh, because they screwed up the yeah. discount?
1: Because they want Tom Brady. He doesn't want to pay $620 million for the team. He wants to pay $200 million for the team or $100 million for the team and be gifted the rest of the value.
3: All right, Bill, let's get to some college football here. Tomorrow, it's the Red River Rivalry in Dallas. Number 12, Oklahoma versus number 3, Texas. Now, the Longhorns beat the Sooners last year... 49 to nothing in Brent Venable's first year as head coach at OU. Bill, Texas leads the all time series as well, 63 to 50, and you got five ties in there as well. My question to you, Bill buy or sell Texas has more on the line tomorrow than Oklahoma? That is an outstanding question.
1: And I understand that the the sort of first reaction to that would be to say, yes, Texas has more, but, right, because they're, what are they, three in the country. They're obviously in the mix, but I think it's actually a sell. I'm going to tell you why. Sell. And look, Oklahoma is 12, right? They're 12. I think we know that Sark has turned a corner with Texas. I think we believe, and the SEC, arrival in the SEC is a complicating factor, but as best as we can make assessments today, Texas is on the upswing, and I think they're already there. That win against Alabama was such a statement win. I think despite Oklahoma being undefeated and not huge challengers, there's huge questions about about that program and that coach and their reality and what they're going to be. And the fact is that if you fall in hard times in Texas, it's easier to turn things around because you are in the most important place on the face of the earth for football talent. Oklahoma's not. A lot of what they rely on, they got to go to Texas and other places around the country. So I actually think to keep the momentum going and to showcase that Venables is the right guy and to be on the level Texas is, which is an actual competitor and back where you're supposed to be, winning this game does that. If Texas loses, depends on the format, It can be. A, it's a rivalry game, it is what it is, I think we still believe. Texas loses, we think, accurately, Texas on the rise. Oklahoma loses, we're going to believe, right or wrong, that they are not, and that 5-0 start was an anomaly. Buy or sell, you understand why it's called the Red River rivalry.
3: Is the river red? Sell. Mm. No, and can I confess something to you? Hit me with it. I had to say this probably 47 times. It's a tongue twister, man. Red River no, rivalry. No, Red River rivalry. Say it five times fast. I don't want to say anything five times fast. Red River rivalry. Red
1: River well, rivalry.
3: It's just a bunch of R's. All R- right, let me time ask you, you this. Get to number five.
1: Buy or sell. And I want you to think deeply about this. Buy or sell the Red River rivalry. <laughs> now you're in my head. See? <laughs> it's tricky. Would be a top five sports bucket list thing for you. Bye. That's a pretty quick buy. So I've never seen Duke play college basketball at home. I've never been to a Boston Red Sox game. I've never been to a World Cup game. I've been to the Olympics, so that's already off the bucket list. You've been to Wrigley Field, but I would have, I mean, but it's on the, it's pretty close. Would you rather see this or Alabama at home against LSU with Saban coaching? I mean, Iron Bowl. Even
3: so, at You know, that's a tricky... I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that I've ever been to a big-time college football rivalry game, but i got to imagine that any sort of rivalry game in college football, it's the amazing. atmosphere is way better than anything in professional sports.
1: I know it's going to sound dumb here, but Missouri played Kansas at Arrowhead when I was a, a newspaper reporter in Kansas City once, when they were number one and number two in the country, and it was Super Bowl-level energy. Maybe higher, because it's... Super Bowl's a bunch of rich people, right? They're football fans. They're not fans of the team. Uh, Yeah, I think it depends on if Auburn and Bama are both top ten teams, yes. And this is almost that for for Oklahoma
3: Tech. It's a great game this year. I mean, let's be honest here, Bill. The only sport that still has rivalries is college football. College sports. uh, College
1: sports. Yeah. Well, I think baseball still has them occasionally. And that's kind of it. Let me ask you this. Buy or sell. Not who you think. Just... Let me ask you, you agree, you would agree that you on, when you're a, a neutral party, you find yourself subconsciously rooting for a team, right, when you watch a game? Buy. In Buy or sell, you want Oklahoma to win the game. Sell. So. Yeah, me too. I'm usually lean Oklahoma because my, my brother was born there and I live there. I kind of like what Texas is building.
3: So do I, and I think this is the first year that it's the, the hype isn't hollow. I think this is real. I think the Longhorns are the real deal. Can we buy the best alliteration? I don't like alliteration
1: usually, but the hype isn't hollow because it's separated by a word, so it's got a rhythm to it. Buy the hype isn't hollow. Buy. Oh, my God. That is a new segment for you. It's called The Hype Isn't Hollow. And you just talk about whatever you want because the hype with you isn't hollow, Tom.
3: Bill, let's stay in college football here. The number one team in the country, Georgia, plays their first ranked opponent this season tomorrow when they play number 20 Kentucky. Now, Bill, the Wildcats just upset Florida last week to move into the top 25. Georgia is about a two-touchdown favorite at home, but the Bulldogs only beat South Carolina by 10 and Auburn by 7 last week in their only other two SEC games this season. Buy or sell, you'd be shocked if Georgia lost tomorrow. Bye. 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 Why do you hate Georgia? There, I don't hate Georgia. You do every day this week. You they tried don't to deserve pin- to be the number one team by what they've shown this season. They're All living y- off the last two seasons.
1: How you keep asking me different ways to try to get me to be like Georgia sucks.
3: Well, also yesterday, Kirby Smart saying that every team in the SEC deserves to be ranked is ridiculous. Why do you? I liked it. Why do you hate Georgia? They don't deserve to be the number one team. They're living off the two championships that they won in the previous two years. Who cares? They're in the SEC. We're going to figure it out. They're not in the Mountain West Conference. We're going to figure it out. What do you mean who
1: cares? Who cares if they're number one now? We're going to figure it out.
3: I care right now.
1: I mean, you hate I wait! Don't hate Georgia. Wait! 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 In the analogies you write me about the future homecoming queen, or whatever about Tom Brady, and she she should have been fat, but she's not, and she was the homecoming. And why is she so? She married a model and a millionaire tech entrepreneur. Did she go to Georgia?
3: So okay, mm. is she okay? I don't hate Georgia. I don't. Yeah, you do. They are not playing up to their potential this year. <laughs> Now, if you asked me last week, was I rooting for Auburn to beat them, especially once the game was tied to start the fourth quarter? Yes, I absolutely was. But, you, dude, you, you obviously do hate them. I don't You're hate them. rooting against them. They've had a long run here at being the number one team in the country, and right now they don't deserve it. Dude, last year,
1: Georgia had a few struggles, and they still went undefeated. And I don't remember
3: you complaining about, oh, these guys don't deserve their... Hating Georgia and having Georgia fatigue are two different things. Barely beat
1: Missouri last year. Played a really close, weird defensive game against Kentucky, I think, last year. Obviously, like, different when you get to the playoff, but barely beat Ohio State. Remember that game?
3: I mean, come on, man. Having Georgia fatigue is not the same thing as hating them. You got Georgia fatigue. Got it. That's fair. I'm rooting for Kentucky this weekend. You're going to be disappointed. I root for chaos in college football because it's the only sport that still has chaos.
1: Um, Buy or sell that when you think of Kentucky, the first thing you think of is bourbon.
3: Sell. Oh, it is true. Coach Cal for me. Calipari. First thing I think of.
1: That's the first thing you think of? Yeah. Second thing I think of is Justified. Then the third thing is justified in how they taught me to drink bourbon.
3: Well, I only watched four episodes, so i, I know it I
1: know you let go of it. I know. I understand.
3: All right, Bill, let's get to some hoops here. Yesterday, when the reigning MVP Joel Embiid met the media after 76ers practice, he had this to say about new head coach Nick Nurse and his new offense. <laughs> Biggest difference? Um, I love it and we all love it. I, I think this is the best way to win uh, and I've always believed that. You know,
2: I never liked the idea of just being a scorer. I like to do everything on the basketball court. I want to be a playmaker. I want to score. I want to get guys, I want to get my guys involved. I want to, you know, get them open. So, you know, and you know the way we've been playing, the system in place that
3: we're working you know, on. I think, you know, it might be, you know, it might take a while, but you know, once we, you know, we figured out, we're gonna be fine. But it's fun. Joel Embiid saying he hated the idea last year of just being a scorer. Bill, buy or sell? That was a jab at Doc Rivers. Bye. Those guys don't like Doc Rivers.
1: Bye. They didn't like playing for him. And by the way, Doc Rivers, as an executive, told me the other day, but I've heard this before, his whole philosophy is befriend and manage the star. Be Chris Paul's guy, right? Be Joel Embiid's guy. When Embiid's taking shots... You know, things went terribly, terribly, terribly
2: badly.
3: All right, Bill, let's finish up with some baseball here. Longtime MLB manager Buck Showalter, who was just let go by the Mets after a disappointing season, is reportedly interested in the Angels managerial oh, oh. opening. Remember, they announced that Phil Nevin would not be back next season. Bill, buy or sell that Buck Showalter would be a fit with the Angels. Sell. Let me give you a better hire. Sell. It's
1: going to be controversial. Mm-hmm. Buy or sell? You agree with me? I would rather have Gabe Kapler.
3: Bye.
1: Gabe's available. Get that guy.
3: Surprised that Gabe was let go in San Francisco. To be I honest.
1: was too. And he has a long-term relationship with Farhan Zaidi. They both were the Dodgers together when Gabe was. What did Gabe do? Head of head of basc- of um basketball. Head of it was a crazy role. Head of um I think baseball like development. By the way, now that he's not the, the skipper, maybe we should get on the show the next few weeks. I, remind me, I'll text him. little name job there. Who's this? Phil? Phil Bider? <laughs> Are we done? That's all I got for you on a Friday. We got Bum of the Week coming up. And we got a candidate. We got a person. We got a bum. Let's, let's be frank. Who should win? But a reprieve comes from a very unlikely place in Bum of the Week, which makes it an open field. When we come back here after we get a CBS Sports Radio update.
0: You're listening to the Writer Than
1: You podcast. All welcome back into the show. Bill Ryder with you. And the end here of Pretty Daddy's birthday week. Pretty Daddy, uh, what do you got going this weekend?
3: I think I got some dude time with my little guy tomorrow. My wife has her zillionth concert of the year tomorrow. <laughs> John Mayer. John Mayer. I'm not a big John Mayer guy. Which is hey. why I'm not going with her. Is she going with the girls? Yeah,
1: she's going with her friends. Due time's the best time with 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 when you have a son. It really is awesome. We have a little hometown fair going on here. It's a great fair in my town. It's all kinds of free bouncy houses, and there's food and never go to the beer garden. But the whole you see everybody, right? You see all your friends, you see all your buddies. Gonna watch Barcelona. Gonna watch some NFL. Really excited about Cowboys Niners. Really I'm actually interested in Chiefs Vikings too. I think that's a, a team that's talented and can't win versus a team that's talented and doesn't really care about putting in the effort to win but still somehow does will be a fascinating showdown. Watch some MLB playoffs. I'm actually I'm into the Dodgers. I'm gonna watch some Dodgers games. Pretty excited. How you feel about Bum of the Week here, buddy? Not great. Not, Not great. Let's see if your uh concern is well founded. Hallelujah.
0: I'm a bum. All he's doing is a whole lot of damn nothing. I'm a bum. you rotten bum. I'm a bum. they are a bunch of bums. I'm a bum. I'm a bum. I'm a bum. Who's the bum this week? Let's find out on Writer Than You on CBS Sports Radio.
1: We do this every Friday. Two amazing reprieves. Two frontrunners I wrote down. The first was, was Matt Eberluse. I mean, he was the one of the leaders in the clubhouse along with somebody else but he won yesterday i can't make him bum of the week even if he is a bum the other was you tom hiding your birthday saying stuff and then saying you didn't say it again
3: hiding my birthday sounds yeah, like i said it birthday. wasn't my birthday when it was which i you didn't produce,
1: do you produce the show you have to let me know it's your birthday it's part of the producer code and the friendship code you failed on both fronts you You said that any relationship is basically true love. That was weird. Look, you should be bum of the week, but that guy makes a great point. I'm going to read it on Twitter here. This is hard for me, he tweets. Me too. But we can't, cannot make Pretty Daddy the bum of the week this week, even though he deserves it. But it's his birthday week, and he believes in true love, exclamation point. I mean, damn it, he's right. Two bums get out of the trap.
3: Happy birthday! Happy birthday! I appreciate the happy birthday, and I appreciate the reprieve. Uh, I think Evan Neal's absolutely nominated. How
1: big a story is that in New York? This is the uh, the giant making pretty just disp- basically fans flip hamburgers and hot dogs, and their, their their opinion doesn't matter.
3: It was massive. He has since apologized actually multiple Twice, times. Right? Once on Twitter, once with the media. Okay. So it's died down a bit. But when those comments came out, Whew. yeah, massive.
1: Our sister station, which is the most important radio station, sports talk radio station in America, the Fan, was it a big talking point there? Oh yeah, people pissed oh, off. Oh yeah, uh, he's still. Uh, I'm glad he apologized. He, he can still be plum of the week. I think Aaron Rodgers for calling Travis Kelsey Mister Pfizer. Can I actually get mad about this again a little bit? Not only is it hypocritical because Jets owner Woody Johnson is the heir of Johnson and Johnson, Johnson like Johnson and Johnson. How often does Aaron Rodgers take shots at the media for being personal and petty and taking shots at people and using their platform to, you know, I've heard him say, you guys should just evaluate the game. Why are you going to make things personal? And then he gets on another show and uses his platform to get personal against a a current athlete? What a hypocrite, man. All right, so he's nominated. Who else he got? I'm really at a loss here because you and Iberlus were my two horses down the stretch, nose and nose, photo finish.
3: I got a few here for you. All right. What if I start off by saying the Tampa Bay Rays fan base for not showing up to playoff
2: games?
3: Let me ask you this. It's a good one. Can you blame a fish for being wet? (laughs) I mean, come on. Historic playoff attendance lows? We're, We're going all the way back to 1919. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. All right. That's a good one. And what if I go with Russell Wilson back in his Seattle days for not having Marshawn Lynch's phone number, and then when he did call him, he called from a blocked number because he didn't want Marshawn Lynch to have his phone number.
1: (laughs) Pretty good. I got a good one for you. James Harden. You're going to show up late to camp, and then you're going to leak that your plan is to be such a jerk, such a diva that hopefully they're going to trade you. Like, it didn't work when you set fire to your relationship at a public event in China with Daryl Morey? Did I already mention you? <laughs> Once or twice. Uh, just... Oh, you know another reason you should be nominated for Bum of the Week is because apparently you insulted Rick Spielman. He was basically like... <laughs>
3: <laughs> that happened. What'd you I do to that guy? I though. He, he clearly felt like did. I did, but I didn't.
1: CBS Sports HQ NFL analyst, former Vikings GM... Basically apologize on the air to Tom for whatever he did to make him mad. And I, I, I wanted to say to, to Rick, no,
3: that's just Tom's personality. All right, who else you got? Uh, I'm going to go with Cowboys owner Jerry Jones for saying the team that the Cowboys lost to in consecutive years the past two seasons in the playoffs is probably going to go on to win the Super Bowl this year. Thanks, Jerry. Really appreciate that. It's a good one. It's a good one. This one, he probably shouldn't win, and maybe I'll look silly for saying this uh, You know, don't, later don't, this week. Don't say Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. Come on, man. He was so emphatic. There no. will be no. changes this week.
1: There might be more, change. You don't know yet. We're
3: going to practice in pads on Wednesday. You don't know what changes. Revolutionary, Mike. No. Thanks Mike, if for any, changing the game. If anyone,
1: you're funny. If anyone is bum of the week proof, it's Mike Tomlin, okay? Let me ask you a question. Sometimes I let you kind of help decide. If I let you pick, if I give you three finalists, I let you pick, do you want to actually, for the first and last time ever, do the you're the bum of the week and throw to the to the ender?
3: I kind of like doing that.
1: All right, my, it's my birthday present to you. Here are your finalists. You ready? It'd be funny if I made it you, you, and you. Here are my finalists. James Harden.
3: Aaron Rodgers. Evan Neal, you take it from here, birthday boy. Aaron Rodgers for getting personal with Travis Kelsey. You're the bum of the week, bro.
0: That's your bum of the week.
3: I detest you.
0: On lighter than you.
1: Feels good, doesn't it? That was fun. Feels kind of, yeah, it's kind of intoxicating. Uh happy birthday, dude! Great work as always. Appreciate pretty daddy. We should make fun of your belief in true love, even though it's uh funny. Uh, great stuff, as always. Enjoy your time with your son. Thank you to the rest of you for, for listening. We appreciate you. I'm Bill Ryder. The show is Than You. See you back here Monday on CBS Sports Radio.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?